Good morning, listeners. Welcome to the, another episode of Operating from the Realm of Victory. This is your host, Ruth, all the way from Australia. Today, I'm going to talk about how to deal with hurt. We all get hurt every now and then uh, in our life at some point, and we all go through the failures. And sometimes we don't know how to deal with those failures. And sometimes hurt can come from the very people, those are supposed to protect us and those are supposed to love us. So when it comes from certain people that you were hoping that they are going to be with you, doesn't matter what, but they end up giving up on you, it hurts more. It cuts deep in your heart and you feel rejected and you feel abandoned and you feel lied. And today I'm going to share few stories with you from the Bible and I'm going to put a perspective of God how we can build healthy strategies to deal with the hurt. I've noticed in my life after going through a relationship failure that I was so eager to get comfort. My heart was aching all the time and I didn't know how to deal with that. In the middle of that chaos, I was trying to find my comfort in different things. I was trying to go out with friends. I was trying to do things, but nothing was working. And and I actually got hurt by so many people because I was trying to build temporary walls. You know, when you lean on temporary walls because they don't have a strong foundation, they fall and you end up falling in a worse place. And so it's very important to know your needs for that particular season. You cannot pursue in the season of weight. I'm going to repeat it again. You cannot pursue in the season of weight. So if God tells you to wait in that season, stay in the waiting room. Allow him to heal your heart. I have noticed when people go through a relationship uh, breakdown, what they do, they try to go out and see people and they try to repair, uh, they try to numb their pain rather than repairing it. Um, so we, you are going out with a broken heart to someone. And that broken heart is going to lead you to the more broken places. You need to give your time to heal. You need to allow your heart to heal. A healthy heart will lead you to the healthy places. Because if your heart is still broken and you're still hurting and you're still feeling rejected, doesn't matter how many relationships you're going to build, you are going to get hurt. You are because your expectations are different. Because your needs needs are still the same. What you had with your last partner. So you don't know how to deal with them because you didn't give yourself time um, to heal. You're expecting things from people. Those can only achieved through God. They can only be achieved through God by going into His presence. I remember God telling me in that season when I was hurting so badly, He said to me this, He said, Rube, I am not gonna give you epidural i am going to take you through every contraction and every single pain i will lead you through 
I will not give you epidural. I will not numb your pain. So stop building those temporary walls. Stop making your own efforts until your heart is fully recovered and healed. And it is unfair to give your broken heart to someone and expect him to be the hero of your story. When your needs are different, you you want to be loved. You want someone to reach into those deep down places of heart where there are so many cracks. And that cracks can only be filled by God. This topic today is more focused on women's, um, for the women empowerment, because often women think, uh, maybe I'm too much to handle, that's why I need to lower my standards down, I need to, I need to um, lower my expectations, because maybe I was asking too much in my previous relationship, that's why it failed. That's not true. That's the lie of enemy to you. God created a woman in a certain way. He gave her a heart full of ambitions and dream. Women, they like to be chased. They like to be loved. They like to they like when someone express their heart and love and their feelings towards them. It it's fascinating. It's same like God God liked to be chased and longed for. And same as women. And and women, you need to know this thing, that God created women in the end. I was told to read a book. I encourage you to read this book. It's called Captivating. It changed my percep- perception to see myself. And in that book, the author describes beautifully, beautifully, he said, you a woman, you a woman, you are the perfect piece of God's creation. You're the masterpiece. The uh, creation was incomplete without you. So he created you in the end and then the creation was completed. So I want you to remind yourself that how important you are. It's okay if things didn't work. It's okay if people did hurt you. But that's not the end of your story. Because God has a brand new pen and a brand new book in his hand. And he's writing a brand new love story. You are God's masterpiece. You are his best script he could ever come up with. So Do not be so eager to move in and to try to fix things by yourself. Even in the Bible, most perfect people have failed women. I'm going to read a story from Genesis 20. So this is the story of Abraham and Sarah. So in in Genesis 20, uh, he says, um, Abraham called his wife Sarah, his sister. He said to Abimelech that she's my sister. So Abimelech, what he did, he took his wife, but God confronted him in the dream and he said, No, you are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She's a married woman. So what Abraham was doing here, he's trying to protect himself. He said, My wife is so beautiful. He's seeing her beauty as something dangerous. He said, that beauty is going to attract so much unwanted attention. So I better call her my sister so people can do whatever with her, but they will never lay a finger on me. 
So he is, he, he's the man who is, who, who is talking to God, who is so clearly hearing his voice. But here, he's failing his wife. He's using his wife as a shield to hide behind, behind her. So what God did, God stepped in. He said, woman, it's okay if your husband have failed you, but I will not fail you. I am going to step in the scene and I am going to confront this man. He will not lay a finger on you. This is how God works. When we when we think other people have failed us, God God will step on. In those broken areas, in those miserable places where you are longing and hurting and thinking, oh, I wish someone could love me. I wish this person I was in love with could come for me. But he never showed up. Why? What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with me. You need to allow God, you need to make a room for Him so He can come in and He can bring justice to you. So He can protect you from the snare of enemy. And beautifully it says in the Bible, He says, I am husband to the widows and I am a father to the orphans. So you are never alone. You are expecting things from people rather than expecting from God. Those expectations, the, those like the void you're carrying in your heart can only be quenched through God. Nobody else. And not only this, many years are gone by. Now Isaac and Rebecca, they are married. Apparently there is a famine in the country and they thought they're going to go to Egypt. But God just led him to go to Gerar and Abimelech is a king again. And, and so what Isaac did, he repeated the same story like his father. He said, she's my sister. And, but God exposed the lie and he was seen getting intimated with his wife. And then Abimelech confronted him. He said, you know what? Why would you do that such thing to me? And to my country, you were bringing God's wrath on my country. Because What if someone could have slept with your wife? Why would you do that? When we operate through our fear, we become fear. What you are operating through, you're becoming one. Do not entertain the lies of enemy. Abimelech had more faith in God than Abraham in that situation. He said, okay, God said, God showed um, Abimelech the similar scenario again, right? Abraham's son did the same thing, but Abimelech did the same thing. And he operated through uh, uh, the ram of mercy and he said, I'm going to bless, bless you. He blessed Abraham and then he blessed Isaac as well. So here is God's justice. God came for woman again. God came for Rebecca. He exposed the lie of enemy and he said, you know what? This is not what it is. This is a lie. This is a total lie. I am not going to allow any man to lay a finger on my beloved daughter. I'm going to defend her and fight her. A few weeks ago, I was sleeping and I wake up in the middle of the night and I felt like 
that I was given this um, thought in my head that I should open up book of Judges and read chapter 19. <laughs> Excuse me. So what happens when I started reading the chapter, there's a story of Levite guy who was happily married, living with his wife. Well, one day, what happens? Wife, she had a fight with him. She ended up going to her father's house and she stayed there for a significant time. So the man thought, okay, I'm going to reconcile everything with my wife. I'm going to have a talk with her and I'll bring her back. So when he goes to his father-in-law's house, father-in-law asks him to stay with him. So he stayed there for a few days and father-in-law kept insisting him, stay one more day, stay one more day. And it happened for a few days. So one day man said, no, 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 I am going to go. I don't want to stay anymore. I better go off to my own uh, place. So I'm going to take my wife and... Uh, I'm going to take my servants and we are going to go. And they were passing through a land called Gibeah. And it was in the middle of the night and they had no place to go. So they camped in the middle of the city. And no one came to invite them to their house. Apparently one man shows up in the scene. He said, do you want to come to my house? And he said, okay, I have enough food for my um, servant, myself and my wife. We'll be okay. We'll be no trouble. So when they goes to this man's house, the bunch of people start knocking on the door and they said, let us in, let this man out. We're going to have a sex with this man. And now the host of that house said you take my virgin daughter or you take this lady but leave the man leave the man alone and so but that they kept knocking the door and they said no 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 we don't we, we, we want this man out so what Levite guy did he pushed his wife out of the door to them and it said they raped her repeatedly all night long just before the dawn, they let her go. The woman came back and fell at the door of the house where her master was sleeping. When the sun rose, there she was. And she died. This man is sleeping and the wife is getting raped by, gang raped by people. I was so angry. I was so angry to the point that I had a fight with God. That what kind of people are in Bible? What kind of people were they? They're, they're using a woman as a shield. The very man who took like an oath to promise this, this woman is throwing her out before the wolves. Come and rape my wife. I was so, so in deep sorrow in my spirit. And I felt like, God, how could you let this happen? How could you allow these things to happen? How could these men, they just throw a woman out there like, like a piece of flesh and she's like nothing? Like you, you can do whatever with her, but spare my life? Why didn't this man said, I will give my life for her? But I will protect her over my dead body. You're going to reach to my wife. He didn't do that. He failed that woman in that very moment. And I was deeply, deeply grieved in my spirit. And I kept grieving for a few days. And I was saying like, this is not common. That these things are not happening now. The injustice with women has been happening from the very beginning.
The blame game has been happening from the very beginning. So as I was pondering, God drawn my attention. And New Testament, when Jesus is standing somewhere and bunch of people, they dragged a woman who were caught in adultery. They dragged her to Jesus and they said, stone her, come participate and stone her because she got caught in adultery. Now, all those three women were very, very devoted wives. They were very, very devoted wives. They have never participated in adultery or did anything wrong to annoy their husband or to attract sin in their life. They were very, very devoted women. But this one was caught in adultery. And the, all the men are surrounding her in the middle of the city. And they literally had a stone in their hands. And they're asking Jesus, come and participate with us. And Jesus, he bent down and he started writing things on the ground. And he said, only cast a stone on her if you have never committed any sin. And they all left and I begin to cry seeing the heart of God. And he said, no one cast a stone on you, my daughter. And she said, no. And he said, go, I will forgive you too. Go sin no more. Just like that. The woman even did adultery. So she, as per the law of Moses, they could have killed her. But, but Jesus is forgiving her. And he is showing her the true uh, representation of Father's heart, of God's heart towards women, that even though you're totally rejected, your situation have pushed, pushed you to do something which is unacceptable in the society. But I still forgive you because I am a good God and I am a God of justice and I am bringing justice to you. I am going to reach down to those broken areas of your life and I'm going to make you whole and you will no longer be called adulterous. You will be called my darling. You will be called my beloved. Lately, I've been reading songs of Solomon and oh my gosh, it has changed my life. I started seeing myself through the eyes of God. Now, in very first chapter, Solomon says over and over, he's saying, he described the bride is saying to the bridegroom that I am so unworthy. I am so full of uh, impurities. I have nothing good in me. And but God kept saying her, but I still love you. I love you so much. Doesn't matter how much flaws you're having in you. But I love you more than anything because you matter to me. God sent this man on this earth to bring justice to you so you can walk in your full potential and in your full strength. When even you are hurting, you should know who your God is. We need to stop seeing our fears. We need to stop seeing our future through the eyes of 
lies and fear. We need to see our future through God. We don't, I, I, I really, really don't know what my future will be in five years. But I know who created my future and that's my God. And He is more than enough to give me everything what He promised me to give. So I am going to sit and rejoice and I'm going to say, Lord, you're so good. You're so worthy. You're so beautiful that you have made my life so much beautiful. And I want you to, in, I want you to know this, that He is a good God. He has never hidden anything from you. And He will never abandon you, nor He will forsake you. He is going to bless you with everything you need in this season. So if this season is for you to wait, I would encourage you to wait. I would encourage you to stay in the waiting room rather than pursuing. Because you're going to move back and forth, back and forth. You're going to keep getting hurt because you need to know the season you are in and you need to operate through that season. If God is asking you, allow me to love you, let him love you. If he's saying you, let me repair your heart, let me pick all the broken pieces of your heart so I can create a brand new heart for you, you need to let him do that. And never ever forget, doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter what season you are in, doesn't matter where you are in, what part of the world you are in, wherever you are going to be. He's always going to be a God, a God of victory. You know the story of Ruth? She followed her footsteps for mother-in-law and she said, I am going to go with you. Your God is going to be my God. Your nation is going to be my nation and I'm going to come with you. So she goes to her place and she started working there and God blessed her. Boaz was one of the wealthiest men of the land. So she married to Boaz and God said, I am kinsman's redeemer. So he is sending you a kinsman's redeemer. He has not forgotten you. If you're delaying your promise, you need to get into the secret place and ask God, how come I'm not seeing a breakthrough? Probably you are pursuing in the time of wait. So wait upon the Lord and let him heal your heart. You are so loved. You are so worthy. It took God his only begotten son to give you this life and life in abundance so i want you to trust him i want you to know that in all those three four stories i shared today that god brought his justice for women god brought justice to the women all those women even to the devoted wives as well as to the adulterers doesn't matter how big your sins were. Doesn't matter how bad mistakes you have made in your life. He's able to forgive. He's able to make you whole. He's able to give you hope. Do not operate through your brokenness. Allow him to heal your heart completely, totally. I believe he's going to change your expectations. He's going to raise your standards. 
he's not going to let you stoop down and settle for just okay things he's going to bring brand new things in in your life he's going to dress you with his perfection he's going to garment you with his luxurious love you know go to the secret place if you read songs of solomon songs of song you will know what secret place is it is the place of deeper intimacy with god it's a place where conceptions begins where the process of conceptions begins where you are going to get pregnant with the new things where you are going to get your new identity where you are going to get treated equally you need to know that you're not less than anybody you need to know that you're so much worthy you're so much worthy you're so much loved nothing in this world can change that reality that you are so stronger only you have a ability to bring change in your life because you need to open that door you need to let your guards down if you're still hurting are you still holding that unforgiveness in your heart i went through this difficult season where so many people hurt me over and over and over because i was keep reaching to those people i was addicted to this whole scenario that maybe it can numb my pain maybe it can take my hurt away so i kept building these temporary walls and people kept hurting me and i was so much like broken and offended and i would i would say i hate myself because why did i choose to be with this person why did i even what happened to me that i am lowering my standards so down that i'm allowing other people to hurt me it doesn't mean that you need to isolate yourself it means that you need to know your needs i fell in love when i was a young teenager and i was in a relationship for a very long time but when that relationship was broken i was hurting hard i was hurting hard and i was questioning god where did i fail him and he said to me you were so young rope you were so young your heart was tender you misinterpreted your needs you needed a father in your life what you went to look for a companion you got companion for yourself you could have allowed me to pamper you to fill that void of your heart and when that revelation came to me i went deeper in god's presence and i said you know what in this season i am going to take all the time and i am going to have a daddy and daughter's time I'm going to allow my heavenly father to father me and brush away all the expectations I ever had from men in my life. If you ever been treated badly by men, I want you to forgive them today. Because unforgiveness is not going to hurt them. It's hurting you because it's not letting your heart to get healed. It's hurting you, it's cutting you deeply. 
And now forgiveness doesn't mean that you need to be friend with them. Forgiveness means that you are letting go of the things. You're being kind to yourself. The Lord's, Lord's prayer says, Lord, forgive my sins as I've forgiven others. We expect God to forgive us, yet we keep on forgiveness towards others. That's not fair. So I'm strongly encouraging you that please forgive people those have caused hurt in your life. I had a days in my life when I would wake up. I would wake up, I would say, oh my God, I'm so offended. And I would say, I'm going to sit into the prayer. I'm going to go to God. I'm going to complain and whinge about those people. But the minute I would step in His presence... Every single hurt would go away. I would not remember anymore any of the hurt, any of the offense. You know why? Because he is so holy God and his presence is so holy. Nothing unholy enters in his gates. If you are learning to walk, if you're learning to walk in his presence, if your gaze is upon his face, even when you're surrounded by your, the hurt, unforgiveness, injustice, they're all sitting around your table, but your eyes are on his face, they can never ever dominate you. They can never ever manipulate you anymore. And if one more thing, I want to say this really, really clearly, and it's so important. If you have cursed yourself that it was your fault, that's why you got treated badly. So you are going to lower your standard down. You're not going to expect to be loved the way you always expected in your past relationship. If you have cursed your sexuality, I want you to ask for forgiveness and repent from that because God designed you in certain way that it's you that your heart is longing it's not it's not that you have created God created you in such a way so repent from those things and give it to God and in the right season you will reap the right fruit in the right season you will be approached by the right person and he will know who he is in God. He will know he's his image bearer. He will act in his strongest strength when you're displaying your weaknesses before him. When you're going to say to him, Oh my God, I have done this something so silly, but I don't know how to repair this part of a relationship. He's going to call you beloved. It's okay. I'm more stronger in your extremist weakness, says the Lord. And if he's created in the image of the God, he's going to act in the same way. And sometimes, us women, because we feel so alone and lonely at a time, we don't know how to deal with it. And we try to create some relationship, you know, you try to get to the things you don't want to be, you know, you're not, you're not liking those people, but you're still being around them because you're alone. 
You're lowering your standards. You're trying to settle yourself for just okay things because you don't want to be alone. This is a big fat lie from the enemy. Your needs in that season can only be met by God because you're hurting. Do not give your broken heart to someone. Do not allow your wound to leak on others. Let him repair your heart. Surround yourself with people. Those can inspire you. Those can encourage you. In my journey, I had so many people. Those have taken accountability and said, Roop, not on our watch. We are not going to make you. We're not going to let you make any wrong, de- wrong choices. We're not going to let you make any wrong decisions. And I owe them. I owe them. I'm so, so blessed that they said to me and they stopped me from making some silly choices. But there comes a time when you need to take some accountability for yourself. And you need to learn to make right choices. You need to learn to get straight with God. You need to allow Him to heal your heart. You need to nail those desires to the cross and say, God, I don't know how to deal with them. Can you help me? Numbing your pain is not a solution. Allow him to hold your hand and take you through the pain. Take you through every single contraction. It could be more than 22 hours. It could be more than a year. It could be, I don't know what time frame to put. But when you are going to reap the fruit of those contractions, you're holding and you're kissing the face of your promises, you would say it was worth it. It's so worth it. Because you would know the value. 18 months ago, when what the, the woman I was, I'm not today. And I am saying it was so worth it. I'm still waiting for some promises to get fulfilled. I'm still having struggles in life. But I became so stronger. I came to know God in such a way that I have known Him never. Never ever before I've seen Him the way I've seen him, seen him in this season. The favor of God. Intensely, it was so huge that my eyes, my heart cannot comprehend that the things God has done in my life. I am totally, totally moved by him. If he can do those things for me, he's surely going to do for you. When you forgive people, you no longer remember the hurt they have caused you. You can only remember the good part of that relationship, a healthy part of that relationship. And when your heart is healed, when the ground of his, ground of your heart is ready, he will sow brand new seeds. And those seeds are going to turn into big trees and they are going to expand everywhere. And people will see the fruits of your faithfulness and they are going to rejoice with you. So I just want to encourage you today and I want to speak in your life that you are no longer a weak woman. You are so strong. You have an ability to change this world. 
you have an ability to pour your heart to someone. You have an ability to fall in love again. You will fall in love again like never before. You're going to have a beautiful family. You are going to raise a giant killers. You are going to be loved in an incredible way like never before. I prophesy, I declare new beginnings in your life. And this is the season of his justice for you. So listen, a strong woman. Listen carefully what God is saying to your heart. He is reaching down to the broken areas of your heart and he is suing them. He's mending them. He's making things brand new for you. You are so much worthy of love. You are so much worthy to be chased for. Allow him to pamper you in this season. Let him come close to you. Go deeper in the place of intimacy. You're so loved. You're so beautiful. There is no mistake about you. Your past doesn't define you. In every failure, there is a hidden certainty. Every failure is a test. I have learned from my failures, but they're not going to define my future. My future is defined by God and He's the God of victory. And this is a brand new day. And you will dream again, you will love again, and you are going to be so strong like never before. So know your identity. Do not trade your identity with the lies of enemy. If he's telling you you're depressed, if he's telling you that you are not good enough, you need to cancel those lies from your life right now. Because there is an increase coming to your way. Are you stopping that increase of God from reaching you because you're believing in the lies of enemy? I want you to cancel those lies right now and I want you to come closer to God. Doesn't matter how filthy your clothes are, how soiled your feet are, how much your feet are bleeding, I can relate to it. He is able to fix everything. He's, he's able to go to the broken areas, broken relationship, broken marriages, anywhere. He is going to reach to those areas and he's going to repair them. He's going to make them brand new. So arise and shine. His light has come upon you like never before. Stay blessed. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you.